You're listening to At The Mic with Keith, an independent podcast production. And welcome to this three-part edition of At The Mic. I'm your host, Keith Malinak. Today, we're presenting three personalities who are all a part of the Pat Gray Unleashed team at the Blaze TV and radio networks. Kind of a producer potpourri of behind-the-scenes individuals who work to bring you one of the network's most popular programs, Pat Gray Unleashed. Three individuals I want you to get to know a little better, like Martin Garcia, Priyanka Shaw, and Daniel Bowling. First up, the one and only Martin Garcia, who sat down to discuss his time at The Blaze, what gets YouTube videos millions of views, his love for the band The Red Hot Chili Peppers, and what Houseflies may have been in a previous life, according to Martin. That's what we get into right now on this edition of At The Mic. Martin Garcia, Martin, one of the producers... Makes a lot of things go at the Blaze TV and radio. I mean, you 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 do so much around here, and I, I mean do. that sincerely. Yeah, yeah, uh, I do do a lot. He said do do. Uh, <laughs> no, that's uh. Hey, how long have you been at the Blaze? Um, since 2015. Wow, I think. So that's a while. No, no, not 2015. I'm oh. such a liar. Then I, then uh, 2017, I, I think. Okay, I take it back. Yeah, I've been here that. for about three years. Yeah, it's not that long. No. Okay, so you were born and raised here in the Dallas Metroplex, right? That I was, yeah. Okay. So Farmer's Branch, Farmer's Texas. Bran- yeah. So it's like there's a ma- that major highway 635. On the south side of that is okay. Dallas. Uh-huh. On the north side is Farmer's Branch. Okay. People just get mad, though, when you say that you're from Dallas, and then they're like, oh, really, what part? And then you're like, well, Farmer's Branch. But if I start off with, I'm from Farmer's Branch, people don't know where that is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You just say Metro Dallas. Exactly. That's that's how you get around that. Yeah. And then, okay. All right. People get mad about that? Yeah. People get... Blake, who who works here as well. <laughs> really? Yeah. I remember in college, because we went to college together, and she was like, uh, oh, really? What part of Dallas are you from? And I was like, well, I, I'm actually from Farmer's Branch, but no one knows where... And she was like, well... Then that's not really Dallas. Are you? Like, <laughs> what okay. in the world? Okay, that's that's a little ridiculous, Blake. In case you're listening, you have an older brother, half brother, right? I do. Yeah. How close in age are you? Uh, not close at all. Mm. My brother is, uh, I believe, like 15 years older than me. So why why aren't you guys? Uh, why don't you get along? Did something happen? Uh, no, it's. Did he steal your stuff oh, when you were a you? kid? No, no, no. We we got along. It's oh, just okay. it, by the time <laughs> I was already like coming coming into life. Mm-hmm. He was already like kind of already out of it, you know. I got gotcha. you. So we didn't really grow up together. I understand. So but that, there were okay. That there were sense. times where we hung out and that's stuff cool. Like that. yeah. yeah. Well, tell me about some of those times. I mean, are they like few and far between that you can remember them all? I'm just kidding. no, no, no. But there is there is this one <laughs> that I'll, I'll give my brother props. Um, I remember going over to his apartment one time and he had the Xbox and I was like, oh man, I want to play Xbox. So I'm playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater or something, and then. Uh, he starts playing this music, and he's just like, hey, listen to this. And he starts playing music, and it's... <laughs> and it's Seven Nation Army by White Stripes. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, I actually really like this I was band. debating whether or not to start singing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Wichita! <laughs> yeah, he introduced me to White Stripes, and White Stripes is like one of my favorite bands. Oh, cool. Too, so. Oh, good. Well, that's really good. So how did you end up getting into the radio business? How did that happen? So... Like I said, Blake and I went to college together. Um, we actually went to school for music engineering. Like, oh, wow. 
so like recording in studios and yeah. recording live sound, like live shows, and also working on film and TV. Um, so I didn't really have a music or mass communications background. Uh, but when she, when we left school, like she came here and started working here. And I think we had like reconnected and she That's was cool. like, hey, the Blaze is hiring if you want to oh. come work here. And I was just like, don't know what that is, but okay. <laughs> Okay, so it sounds like when you were a kid, this isn't the kind of job you envisioned you having. No. Right. I mean, you wanted to do something in the world of entertainment, but talk radio was probably, what, the furthest thing from your mind? Um, I wouldn't say the furthest thing. Um, I mean, growing up, a really big popular show here in Dallas is um, Kid Craddock in the Morning. Hold on. Was that popular in Dallas or in Farmer's Branch? In Dallas. Okay. Just in Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Oh, man, come on. Yeah, all Kid right, Craddock, yeah. Yeah, so Kid Craddock in the morning, I used to listen to him all the time going to school, middle school, high school. Okay. And then the tragic, you yeah, know, know, thing. Yeah, I know, man. So, yeah, I mean, growing up, I was like, man, it would be really cool to work there and and be a part of that. And so for a while, I did want to be like some sort of radio personality, but I'm not a great talker. So uh, I think that was uh, I think that was a bad uh, bad road for me to take, but uh, yeah. So then I started to get really into music and I play instruments and so that's why I went to school. Yeah. Um, I primarily play drums. Uh-huh. I'm a percussionist. I've oh. been playing since middle school, oh, sixth wow. grade, and then uh, in college I taught myself. A friend of mine taught me four chords on the guitar, and then I just took it upon myself to teach myself through uh-huh. YouTube videos and tabs. I tell you, man, YouTube teaches you how to do anything YouTube you want, will right? teach you anything that I've you called want. it yeah. the grandfather of this century, you know, because <laughs> that's the grandfather, like yeah. stuff you would ask your parents or your grandparents, how do I install a fence? Yep. How, how do I... How do I boil water? How do I boil... Wait. I mean... Hey, yeah. There's people out there who don't know how to boil water, okay? <laughs> I'm not what? saying that I'm one. I started to laugh there, but I, I did actually go to middle school with a kid who did not, he swore he did not know how to make toast. See? So. You think some things that you would yeah. think is just common sense. Hold on a second. Hold on. In, uh, I got to verify this. on. This is called an on-the-fly verify. Okay. <laughs> uh, how to boil water on YouTube. Here we go. Here we go. And there are plenty of videos and, for that. Well, wait, the the top video, let me guess, has several either hundred the hundreds of thousands or millions of views. Uh, the toast one. Oh, French toast is two twenty six million. <laughs> How to make just regular toast uh, is well, there's a yeah hundred and forty two thousand. So let's just go. How to boil water seven hundred thirty two thousand. Yeah, one point two. No, that's something else. Anyway, so there you go. You're absolutely right. People will watch these. Exactly. Help us. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. <laughs> that's good. Okay, you've held other jobs. I did. Yeah. You worked. What, what, what's Garland Computer? Do you, do you know um, computers really well? No, I don't. So my dad works uh, for shipping for this computer company, and uh, during like high school and some of college whenever I would be on break like winter break or or um, Thanksgiving break I would go and work with him uh, a little bit and I would t- basically just strip the computer apart so the the owner will buy pallets of computers mm. and then used ones or wherever they're auctioning them off we'll get them and we'll take out the important stuff that we can resell Yeah, and then everything else is just gutted recycled and then thrown away so you got to 
pull them apart and stuff? Yeah, so I was taking Aww. motherboards apart. I was taking <laughs> batteries out. I was taking the little heat, the little heat sink yeah. things. Can you can you put stuff. a computer back together or just rip it apart? Um, I, could, <laughs> I think I could probably <laughs> put it back. Wing together. it, yeah, okay. Yeah, I think so. Uh, raising canes was that raising fun? canes chicken? Yeah, <sighs> that fun. Gosh. What? I mean, the food is Raising great. Ca- exactly. I'm just not. I'm not paying for any sauces. So I'm not well, doing yeah, it. No. I'm not doing it. You can't. On principle. Sorry. That's one thing that I don't <laughs> agree with. Raising canes. You got to fix that. Um, but no. When I first started working there, um, lots of people, lots of my friends worked in the food service industry, and they always say it sucks if you're working at a fast food place that you like because you get to eat so much of the food that you might not like it after a oh. while. Oh. Yeah. But raising canes is so good that that never happened to me. Never. I still eat canes to this that's, day. That's good. That's good. What did yeah. you do at Hampton Inn and Sweets? Um, so I was the night audit and basically just the graveyard shift. So I was working from like, I think, 9, 9 p.m. to like You're at the front desk? 5 a.m. or something. Yeah. What part of town? Uh, this was back in college. So it was a summer job. I mean, what, what kind of clientele did you get coming in overnight? Um, there were some families, like especially like Parents' Day and, and big events that were going on in the school. You would definitely get you know the families coming in to visit their kids. But a lot of the times it was just people who were just passing by okay. or, uh, or some business people. Did we establish which college you went to? No. So I went to Stephen F. Austin State okay. University. Yeah. It's in a little old, uh, little small town in East Texas uh, called Nacogdoches, Texas. Right. Right. Yep. Yes. That's yep. come up before on this <laughs> podcast. Uh, okay. So you're not married, but no. you do have a girlfriend. I do. And, I, and that seems to be going well as often as you travel to Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's, that's just like wow, Ohio, really? No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm, just, I'm totally kidding. Edit that out, Keith. I don't want her to hear that. Oh, yeah. sure we take well, that's good. That's good. I'm, I'm glad that's going well. Yeah. And um, what do you do if you ever get any downtime? Because, like we established early on in this podcast, in this episode, is that you stay very busy uh, working around here. You run the board for the Pat Gray Morning Show. Mm-hmm. So you, you make sure that the audio is going out okay and all that good stuff. You also help uh, prepare Glenn for his radio show that follows afterward, Glenn Beck. Yep. Uh, then you move over to the call screening duties for the people wanting to join Glenn on the program. You also post the podcast of Glenn, mm-hmm. uh, Glenn Beck. <laughs> what? What There's am I a lot missing? of stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's plenty, right? There's a lot. Do you have I mean, to produce promos I, as well and everything? I produce promos for Glenn. <laughs> yeah. I call screen, do all the podcasts. I do the weekend show for Glenn. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm doing, you know, video. So the video on demand, what you see on YouTube or on Blaze TV later on, mm. that's edited by me. Look at that. So if Glenn you have any problems. Show. You have any uh, pets? I don't. My mom doesn't like animals mm-hmm. very much. I always wanted a dog. I still want a dog. Yeah. Um, I'm moving here in a couple of weeks, so it, I'm moving into an apartment, sadly, so I'm, I feel guilty getting a dog in an apartment because oh, it's so small. Yeah, yeah. So I think I'm just going to wait until I get into a house, but I definitely want a dog. You're not a cat guy? No. Oh, no. I hate cats. Wow. Cats are horrible. I mean, what, 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 what did a cat ever do to you? I just... Okay. I On social media... Yeah, there are the cute little kittens, and you know, they're yeah, just like kitten in a Kleenex they're box. Just like, yeah, 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 I get it. But then you see a whole other side of cats where they right. just tear your face apart for no reason. Sure. I don't need that in my life. Yeah, no, that's okay. a that's definitely a thing. I don't need that. Yeah, yeah. What kind of music you've been listening to these days? Um, I mean, 
a lot of just whatever. A lot of just whatever. Wow, that's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the new Strokes right album came out uh, a couple right. months ago. Did so you enjoy was, that? Yeah, I was. I enjoyed it. I was listening to that for um, for a bit, and then I just move on to old music that I've been listening to. And then sometimes I'm like, eh, what else is out there? So mm-hmm. then I'll start listening to something else. I don't know how to describe the music that I'm listening to right it, now. It's impossible because you'll have it on in the morning, getting ready for the show, and I walk in there and. I feel old. Let's put that. When I enter the room where Martin's listening to music, I immediately feel older than I am. I think. I don't. It's not like. It's not like EDM or anything like that, but there is a lot of electronic, um, you know, like computers sounds and stuff like that. Fun stuff, right? It's fun. It's like it's like stuff you would hear on a soundtrack of a movie that was set a hundred years in the future. Sure, sure. Cisco, Just don't think of it as super weird because that's not weird. Yeah, I'm super weird. Cisco Adler. Okay, I feel old reading this because that's a celebrity that you've had a run-in with. I'm sorry yeah. that I'm not familiar. Should I be? <laughs> um, I don't think so. I okay. think he was mostly like he was an artist, but I think he was mostly a producer, and he's worked with uh, some other people in like the pop industry. But his dad is famous. Um, who's an Who's an Adler? Who's pretty famous? Uh, sure, Cisco Adler's dad. I know that. Yeah. We're um, both we're both googling right now. <laughs> Cisco Adler's dad. Lou Adler? Yeah, Lou Adler. I think he's pretty famous. Yeah, um, he's a record producer as I well. I see that. Okay. Well. But yeah, I went to a music festival here in Dallas or I guess it was like in Grand Prairie. But I went there and he put on a he put on <laughs> I got to be specific in case Blake, <laughs> I'm telling you. If Blake is listening, we got to make sure we don't just loosely Higgledy piggledy, throw out Dallas. I don't want people on my social media being like, "Yo, that's not Dallas. What are you doing?" That's Grand Prairie, man. So it was a music festival, and then he had his little booth where he was selling merch and was greeting uh, being nice to people. That's cool. I got a nice uh, T-shirt signed, and but see, what do you do with that that T-shirt? Oh no, (laughs) how'd you lose it? I don't know. I've moved so many times that I think I just threw it away. But see, I was going to say, I don't understand getting autographs on clothing. Because then I'm not not wearing a cap with a signature on it for the rest of my life. Yeah, unless you just want to retire the cap. Unless you want to retire the cap. Box it up. Sure. But... Yeah, I, I, that's the only thing I had. Hmm. I was I was poor, so I'm not, I wasn't gonna buy anything. Right, right. So, you know what? I was <laughs> like, dude, just sign the white T-shirt that I'm wearing right now. <laughs> you just reminded me. I went to a music festival in Omaha, Nebraska during college, and Semisonic, the band, was there, and they were giving out free posters. And so you you you'd be handed a, a pretty good sized poster, and then you'd go down to the three guys in the band. They would sign it, and. <laughs> I, I let a few people go in front of me that I, I don't know if I was in a good mood or whatever it was, but I let several people go in front of me and like two places before, like my friends who were with me got posters and got them signed. Oh, they ran go. out like two people before me. And I, and I remember, <laughs> and I've got it somewhere, man, I don't know where, what happened to this. But the lead singer of the band, Dan Wilson, I remember him reaching down and he grabbed like a paper bag that was underneath the, the table. And he's like, hey, how about this? And in fact, it says something like, to Keith, here's this great paper bag from, you know, the Omaha Music Festival, wherever it was. I got to find that. I haven't seen that in years. That's funny. Yeah. So uh, I, I hear you. Okay. Martin Garcia. Okay. You are apparently 
In your own words, a big baby when it comes to emotional parts of a movie or TV show. What, what are, is there a particular scene that comes to mind that you can describe for us? Um, just like, I don't know, just the super sad stuff. I mean, yeah. especially like the videos. Uh, now, this isn't TV show or movie, but like the videos on social media of like military people coming home and like surprising their kids. Oh, oh, oh brother, see, that's all of us. That gets. I know. I are know, you no, kidding no. me? I know, but that gets to me. Oh, I mean, yeah. like sad parts of a movie where like maybe like someone close to the main actor dies like a yeah. family member or they're reunited later on yeah, i got gotcha. you oh, me oh absolutely time. oh no we're all there i wouldn't say we're big babies we're just human beings with souls <laughs> at that point i will say though uh not to compare animals and humans whatsoever but these 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 heartstring pulling videos of animals struggling you know oh, yeah. or suffering or something like that yeah. there's a uh there's a great follow on Twitter, Dodo, D-O-D-O, oh, right? I don't right? It's, yeah, it's just yeah. exclusively animal videos. Yeah. But you know in the back of your mind, it's all going to turn out okay. This may be the most <laughs> malnourished mama dog ever. Yeah, that they begging, found on the street. Right, begging people as they pass by with fleas and ticks and mange. You know, she's just... And you're just like, oh my gosh, she's got these puppies and, and no one cares for her and all this stuff. You know in the back of your mind it's going to have a happy ending at least. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> but they I'm always, with you, man. They always rescue the dog, yeah. feed it, and the next yeah. thing you know it's in a pound with a whole bunch of other dogs just running around. Or no, it's it's adopted or, by or, a loving yeah. home with kids playing in the yard. And you're like, oh, sometimes you just want to fast forward to the end. Get to the happy yeah. ending part. You know, yay, there it is. Happy now. Okay, so what is your earliest memory growing up? Um, I think I gave you this one. This was like also kind of an embarrassing moment for me. I, oh, okay. I, I was a kid, so I mean, I don't blame myself. But so my mom came over a long time ago. And um, so we still have family down in Mexico. Okay. And so we took a family vacation down there with some of my cousins and my aunts who live here. We went back to Mexico. And um, I'm deathly afraid of bugs mm -hmm. in general. Like, do you think it goes now, back to this when I'm around, memory? When I'm around my girlfriend and some other people, mm -hmm. you know, I'm like, oh, I got this. Don't worry. I'll take care of it, babe. Don't worry. But inside, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um. So bugs, but especially bees and wasps. Yeah. Now, I don't know if I'm allergic because knock on wood. Oh, wow. I have, I have yet to be. Uh, How are you born and raised in Texas? I, I've I've never so lucky. What have you ever stepped in a in an ant pot like a fire ant? Bed? Yeah, I've sure. done that. Yeah. Okay. How did how did you uh, react? How did uh, you that was fine. I mean, ants. I'm you know they're okay. pretty easy to squish, so it's not that big of a deal. But well, yeah, but I'm just mean like did I you think, swell up? Oh, the, um, I'm just wondering I mean, a little bit. Not okay. not I don't think anything. But do you think that you're being terrified of bugs? Uh, bees and wasps, stuff like that goes back to this memory you're about to tell us about? Uh, probably. Okay, so what happened? So we're sitting down at this restaurant, and this restaurant is outside seating. And, I mean, we have delicious Mexican food around us, right? So, mm -hmm. of course, there's going to be bees. And I don't know if it was wasp, but it was probably just for sure bees that were just, like, flying around us. And I got so scared. I'm telling you, like, I was crying. Yeah. I could not sit in my seat because I was always trying to run away from these bees. So... I was just a, I was just horrible. I'm telling at you at that time. I'm telling you, the majority, the vast majority of the guests here on at the mic, their earliest memory is trauma. Oh. It's a bad memory. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And so, I look. It's it's okay. Let's explore this. It's okay that you cry at sappy stuff. Okay. <laughs> 
It's okay that you don't like bugs and bees and stuff. So far, I don't think there's anything for you to really be ashamed of. But I, I do hate especially the flying bugs because it's just something about the... Yeah. Like just when they, they're passed by your ear. Oh my gosh. It's, it's like so they, have, they have the control exactly. of the situation. Oh, and they know it because they yeah. come to you on purpose and fly by your ear. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's horrible. Even flies, I think, take glee in bugging us. Oh, for sure. Because, I mean, they can't do anything to us. For sure. Other than just aggravate us. And boy, I think they really and enjoy themselves. Also. I think they were maybe in a past time the first ninjas in the world. Because, I mean, it's kind of hard to kill a fly. This is the Martin Garcia I've, you been, can, wait, I've been waiting for, folks. <laughs> you can creep up on a fly and, and just move as slow as possible. And at the last second, uh -huh. just, you know, just. Right. And then he's gone. And it's gone. Yeah. So. Just for to, sure the just, first ninjas of the world. Just to recap, Martin Garcia believes that flies, likely uh, in a previous life, were ninjas. Birds or chickens were once T-Rexes, right? I'm sure flies were once huh. ninjas. Huh. So why why they come back as flies? I would rather just, I mean, why are they devolving? They probably had a good life back in the day, and so now they have a crappy life just flying around dumpsters. Hmm. <clears throat> Uh, so there's there's that that that's the Martin I was hoping we would get to meet today. Tell me who's had the biggest impact on your life, um, other than your parents, as you've stated. Yeah, I was gonna say family wise, my parents. Um, not family wise, Red Hot Chili Peppers. <clears throat> I don't know if you knew that by the RHCP. That I did I, not. I mean, I know who the Red Hot Chili Peppers are. <laughs> I remember the T-shirts. Oh my goodness, what year were you born? At ninety three. Okay. So that's fun. That's real fun. Uh, before you were born, I remember the Red Hot Chili Peppers and the t-shirts that every kid in my school had but me. But yes. Um, so so how have the Red Hot Chili Peppers impacted your life, Martin? Um, so was, uh, th this is like a question that I, was, that I always was like, if I get asked this question or like, though what kind of songs or what artist has changed your life i always thought man that's so ridiculous i don't know i've never had that moment but red hot chili peppers they came out with this song a while ago while i was in college and i was kind of dealing with some stuff and mm. i listened to that new album that they released and especially the one single and i was just like man this is life perfect right now okay wow. i was like okay you know what have you ever Got reached it. out to the band to thank them for their artistry no but I did, Chad Smith uh, came to Austin and he was holding this art exhibit that I guess he's doing. Oh, wow. Just in general, like traveling the U.S. and holding pop-up art exhibits. Hmm. He came down in Austin and I wanted to go so bad, but totally forgot about it. <laughs> wow. I thought, I thought I put it in my calendar uh -huh. and then I checked my calendar and uh -huh. I was like, wait, where, where's the, the, uh -huh. the save the date thing? I've been there. I've been there. Yeah, and like the so. day passes and you go back and you see it or something, yeah. but it, you ne it never caught your attention when it apparently alerted you exactly right. and of course that weekend i wasn't doing anything anyways oh, so i no, could have definitely man. gone no kidding but, uh, yeah i like your goal in life one of your goals is that you would like to hear a song that you produced on the radio i think that'd be very yeah. cool that'd be i'm telling you like music is definitely my thing yeah i love it i listen to i try to listen to everything now, that doesn't mean that every genre is my favorite genre, but I try and listen. I no. listen to European music, like French music, uh -huh. 
uh, music coming out of like you know the Middle East. I listen to uh, Asian music. That's know. what I was gonna say. As much as our coworker Jeff Fisher watches every TV show, <laughs> I think that you sincerely listen to every kind of music there is. Yeah. Because I don't see you outside of work, but I just know that inside work you're constantly listening to some sort of music. I, and, and and this isn't a, a dig whatsoever. I don't know if maybe it's an ADD type thing or something you always have to keep your mind active, yeah. which I can totally appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. But um, yeah, you're always listening to music. And I'm wondering when it comes to producing something or possibly having something end up on the radio, do you care what genre that ends up being from? Or are you willing to produce any kind of music? Um, I think I'm, I think I'm willing to produce any type of music. And I think that's why I listen to so much music mm -hmm. because like this, that was like a goal of mine was to be, you know, like a music producer and, and produce yeah. music and release it and all that other stuff. So I was like, yeah, I might be working on a pop song, but I would like to incorporate some country, yeah. you know, flavor to it or some, some rock and roll so, music to it. So, and maybe you can't answer this question, but how does someone get into that business where you are finding yourself producing music and songs? See, now that's a good question. That's why I'm in radio. So if you're listening <laughs> to this podcast and you have a connection in the music producing business, reach out Hit me up. to Martin Garcia, who you yep. can find on social media, on Twitter. Now, you got to write this down because it's, it it's Martin. It's a little hard. It's I'm not going to lie. Jedi Master Martin, but drop the E in Master. So it's yep. Jedi Master Martin. <laughs> Jedi Master. That's on Twitter. Martin, on Twitter. And then, Twitter wouldn't let me put that one extra letter. Yeah, that's annoying, so, right? Yeah. That's it, you don't have a lot of space on the Twitter handle, that's for sure. Exactly. And then on Instagram, it's Jedi Master Martin with the E. Yep, because Instagram is awesome and they let me put the full thing. Right. I also have created an extra account that's just called Garcia Plays Drums. Yeah. And that's where I put all the music stuff. Oh, so if you want to see... <laughs> Martin in action yep. creating music. Yep. Go to Instagram at Garcia plays drums. Yep. That's cool. But yeah, that's why I listen to a lot of music. I also just really, I think, so what you were saying with the ADD thing mm -hmm. is I think it just helps me calm down and mm. focus. Because when I'm driving, I turn the music on and I blare it. I don't yeah. like people talking in the car. Sure. I just like to listen to music and drive. When I'm trying to focus on work, I'm listening to music. Mm -hmm. I mean, even sometimes when I'm doing stuff here, like trying to produce some stuff, if I'm just doing some research, I'll probably just put some music on and then do all the research that I need to do. Okay. So I think it's also just like a calming thing. Absolutely. So if you could do something and knew you wouldn't fail other than produce music, you'd want to be an astronaut, huh? Yeah. Is this something since you were a kid? Yeah. So, uh... so you grew up in a different time than me, okay? Because mm -hmm. like when I was a kid... Like a space shuttle was going off every five minutes, mm. and it was just standard fare. Oh, look, it's time for another space launch, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. it was cool, but it wasn't, it wasn't a, a galvanizing event. I know that recently we finally went back into space. Which was yes. dope. And that was something I had yeah. my kids watching. Yeah. I said, this is an event, whereas 20 years ago... <laughs> I just been like okay, thirty switch years the ago. Channel. Yeah, it would have been like oh, cool. All right, very good. Okay. Yeah, I've just. But but you came up at a time when that really wasn't something we did too much. So just explain to me how you got that love for space and wanting to become an astronaut. Um, 
I just at first I think it was just one of those like I want to be a president well I want to be a doctor and I want to be an, <laughs> an astronaut right so I think it was just one of those things at first but there's just something about space that is just so amazing and is so crazy that it just grabbed my attention and I just love it mm-hmm. I the science I, although I'm really bad at science I really like science because it's just really cool like Theory of relativity and all that other stuff. Do you understand all that stuff? No. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, no. (laughs) So what is something that you have done for the first time recently? Does anything uh, come to mind there? Done for the first time. Yeah. Um, Because I kind of wanted to set this up in a very generic way to see if it was like a traumatic (laughs) thing that you you just said, oh, oh, let me tell you this. Your answer on the email was that... (laughs) I don't understand this. Please explain. A couple just, months ago, you tried to eat fish again. What, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, again, what does that mean? Well, and it didn't work out, I don't he like, says. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like fish. Okay. I don't like any seafood. Don't like shrimp, sushi, mm. lobster, crab, whatever. I don't like any of that. Mm-hmm. And all of my friends love it, especially sushi. And I'm just like, oh, I don't get it. I <laughs> like, it's I not good. It doesn't taste good. I won't even try that. And, uh, yeah, so um, a couple of months ago, we went to dinner for my girlfriend's birthday, and we went to a really nice spot. Her parents were in town. They took us out, and she had, like, this steak that had, I think, just small chunks of lobster on it, on top. I think it's a type of steak. I'm not okay. too sure. Huh. But so she's Sounds like, like a nice restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So she's like, here, try this. Oh, it's no. chicken. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So I take this. Was she lying to you? Yes. What? Why I'm still with her, I don't know. Right? But she tricked me into trying this crab meat or lobster, whatever it was. And at first I tried it. And now this is where I'm just like, "Mm, you know what? That was actually kind of good. But then another second passed by and I was like, but that doesn't taste like chicken. Wait a minute. And then I was like, she was like, is that good? And I was like, I, yeah, it was pretty good. But I feel like and she didn't even let me finish. She was what? like, ah, that was fish. I told you you'd like it. And, and was like, she pointing oh. at you like, sucker? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm just like, that's not, first off, we're at a really fancy place. Obviously, I feel like any food will be good. In there. front of her parents. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're paying. So, of course, I'm going to yeah. be like, yeah, honey, that, that was, was really so good. good. I'll talk to you later. Yeah. But no, just fish <laughs> in general is just not good. Not I good. went to Ohio and we had fish and it was it was not great. Well, I mean, <laughs> it might have something to do with the fact you were in Ohio. I don't know that they're the fish capital of the world. I don't know. I mean, they're right next to Lake Erie, so I would. Uh, Again, (laughs) making the point, I don't know that they're the fish capital of the world. I don't know that's where you want to get your your fish from. Yeah, I just don't like fish, and people try and force fish on me all the time. It's just like, listen, it just, it even tastes nasty and smells nasty. (laughs) I don't understand why people like fish. Stick to chicken and beef. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm not going to argue with you. It has to be prepared properly, that's for sure. All right, have we missed anything here? Um, we've we've covered a lot of ground in a short amount of time here. I just wonder if there's anything that maybe we missed, huh? Um, and we got your social media handles: really. Jedi yeah. Master Martin on Twitter. Drop the e. Yep. Jedi Master Martin on Instagram. Keep the e. Yep. And to see Martin play music, Garcia plays drums on Instagram. Yep. Didn't I didn't know that I put that on email too? Did we? Uh, yeah. yeah. 
I ask, you know, you got any social media handles and you answered the question, so that worked out nicely. Yeah. Martin Garcia, my guest on At The Mic. Thanks so much, man. Thank you, everybody. Now we get to another member of the Pat Gray Unleashed team who doesn't join us up at the studios as much as she once did, as she has recently started her own filmmaking company. She sat down with me to discuss not only that, but crazed monkeys in India and the sport of cricket, which I have always wanted to be able to understand. Is today my day? Here's Priyanka Shaw on At The Mic. Priyanka Shaw, who I just call Pri, because it's easier that way, but uh, she's my guest today. <laughs> Thanks for making time. I appreciate it, because she's not, not up here as often as you used to be. Oh, <laughs> uh, thank you for having me on the show. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. because uh, See, you, so that people know, you were producing some stuff for Pat Gray Unleashed, the show on The Blaze that I produce. But you were um, in charge of uh, doing video stuff for us and social media stuff and very talented at that stuff, I will add. And so it stunk when you went off to do your own thing, but we totally understood. So now you're not up here quite as often as you used to be. What have you been occupying your time with? So recently, I just, the pandemic happened and I started my own company. I, you know, when you're at home and I have a huge family and elders, so mm -hmm. I didn't want to risk COVID. So I started cutting back at work. And then I just got so tired of doing, you know, nothing. I mean, how much Pat Gray <laughs> can I do from home? Right. Yeah, it, you yeah. have to be on the studio and be hands-on. Yeah, and... COVID has changed a lot of things for a lot of people. But yeah. you you were able to use it as an opportunity then to kind of branch out and do some video stuff. Yeah, and I've been doing video stuff for the last three years. Mm -hmm. But I got to a point where I was only kind of holding back, holding back and not taking risks. And, you know, opening up a company was the the step that I needed to take. What made you get into the whole world of video? Has it been something you've always wanted to do? Is that something more recent or what? So I've, since I was a kid, I want to be a zoologist. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I want to be a zoologist. I grew up kind of watching um, nature documentaries instead sure. of like kids shows, which I did watch, but. <laughs> um, yeah, I just wanted to be in Africa and just live there forever, volunteering. Mm. I live in a, when the, like, I have five big families here in Dallas, and we're all entrepreneurs. Oh, cool. Doing things we love. And my parents were like, okay, you, you have all this energy and creative energy. You got to <laughs> do something else. You can't just go to Africa and volunteer. <laughs> like, They're uh -huh. practical. Yeah, they're uh -huh. very practical, and to be honest, I'm not really that good at science, and it's just, I just like taking videos of animals. Sure. Yeah, sure. so then I transitioned into documentary filmmaking that I did as a kid, and then I real, I've always been writing stories, so narrative filmmaking transitioned in college. I made two films. One is going to be showcased in Fort Worth. Yeah, it's in October. Okay. Um, it's going to be at the Marriott Hotel in Fort Worth, yeah. So you were born here in Dallas, raised here in Dallas, right? But I guess you have a lot of family over in India, huh? Yeah, it's, I only have one grandparent. Okay. So I, I'm very close to her and I try really hard. Like I learned my native language mm -hmm. for her. Oh, wow, good for yeah. you. And yeah. what is that? That's something that's hard to spell, but Gujarati. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> spell, spell it, I wanna hear it. G-U-J-A-T. <laughs> I okay. It's not good. that bad, but um, speaking it is funny. <laughs> How long does it take to fly over to India? 
like 20 hours, oh. 18 hours if you like don't have like a really long leg. Yeah, where, where, do you, where do you fly? So you fly from Dallas. To Dubai. Dubai? Yeah, that flight itself. Wait, like go. so you go east then? Yep. Over the Atlantic? Because the, the earth is rotating. Yeah. So you don't want to go oh, the yeah, other <laughs> that makes sense. I've never even considered that. Yeah, that makes total sense. Okay, so you go to Dubai, and then yep. from Dubai to where? That is to that the Mumbai, only India. That's the only connection you have to make. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Before it was like to the UK, to Dubai, and whatever. Oh boy. Trash. Oh. <laughs> How many times have you been over there? To India? Yeah. Probably like ten times. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah. Go every two years. Um. How big of a difference would you say? It is between India and America. Was that funny? <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. It's really, it's a huge difference. Right. It's really. What, what are some things that stand out for people that maybe aren't familiar? Well, for starters, um, like any, if you've been in Mexico City, it's similar. There's, okay. there's going to be like, you know, a kind of, if you go to Mumbai City, the smell is kind of a little different. You got more sewage uh -huh. kind of smell sometimes. Population is crazy high and. You know, people are really as Western as they are. They're also really cultured. So you'll see cows, you know, walking the street on the highway. You'll be, you know, taking a walk <laughs> and a monkey just steals your groceries. I've seen some videos <laughs> like that. What's with the monkeys over there, man? Yeah, they're, I mean, it's so cool. <laughs> Don't look them in the eye. We'll say we'll jump you. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, and, and we, we had a video recently where they were like, <laughs> one monkey was taking a kid. It's like trying to kidnap him off of a scooter or something. Yeah, they're, they're, I mean, they steal chips and children and whatever. <laughs> That's rough. That's rough. But you went to the University of North Texas. Yeah. And you studied media arts. So you've been you've been aiming for this kind of career path since you've started, right? I mean, I went to UNT undefined. What is that? Mean? Oh, undefined. Yeah. So I didn't know what I was gonna do because. It was only there as a temporary, oh. you know, a placeholder. Placeholder until I figured out where I wanted. You to got go. all the you got all <laughs> of the required stuff, um, right? What do they call them? The uh, prerequisite? I don't know. Whatever the. No, I didn't. Are. I didn't have that either. I was just really confused. Like any <laughs> any child, you know, going to college, you don't know what you want to do. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Because for life. Okay. So that's kind of scary. All right. But. Well, you're not married, but you're dating someone. Tell us about him. So I'm Indian American. Okay. My parents had an arranged marriage. Wait, so they for arranged you? it. They arranged it themselves, kind of. For you? For themselves. Oh, for themselves. For okay, them I was confused. Well, my parents had arranged marriage for themselves. Got it. They got married. They met each other and got married in a month and oh came my here. Goodness. They love each other and oh. whatever. Over in India is where they got married. They got married. My dad grew up kind of here. Okay. But he went to India, got married, and then brought my mom here. Oh my goodness! Did. Was it love at first sight? I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't like, oh no, really? Like, who arranged this marriage? Well, they're the, both uh, they're both, um, I guess, siblings. They're like, they need to get married. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so they just uh, walked around everywhere, and then they, you know, there's like, there's like dating forums out okay, there. Okay, but they... but if if he had flown over there, met your mom, yeah, not liked her. Then they could have called it off, right? Well, he went to India for one year, and he met like 70 people. And my mom was the one. Mm. And his visa was about to expire for India. So oh, he, had, no. he got married in one month. Oh, no. <laughs> so that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, How long have they been married? 
Uh, 26 years. Oh, it sounds like it worked out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> but So you guys have lived then here in the Dallas area your entire life. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... <laughs> One, the guy I'm dating. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's Hispanic. Um, he was born in Mexico, okay. grew up in Canada, is in he's in Dallas on visa. It's like a happy medium. He's right yeah. he's right in between there. Okay. So uh yeah. Well when does his visa expire? Oh no, he's on work visa. He's good. Okay. <laughs> had me nervous there. I thought no, maybe the no. clock was ticking and all of a sudden we were about to hear wedding bells forced on oh, you. Oh no, of okay. I'm not ready. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, uh mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm more looking for a business partner than a life partner. Aha. <laughs> uh -huh. uh -huh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what what is going on with your filmmaking business? Clue us into what you are doing right now because you're wearing a t-shirt right now that says See, this is what I can't pronounce here. Penning Cam Films. Okay. Penning Cam Films. Yes. P-I-N-I-K-A-M. Tell us about it. So Penning Cam Films, I started two years ago as freelancing, and now it's officially, you know, LLC company. It's, I mean, this is a company that opened up during the global pandemic. Oh. And I'm, let me just be honest. I'm a Indian American female filmmaker that's 22 years old. That's trying to start a company during the pandemic. I yeah. mean, if I can do that, then anyone can literally do anything. That's right. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so um, this is America, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Very good. So <laughs> where can people go to maybe check out some of the stuff that you've produced? So I have a Instagram, Pennycam Films, and then a Facebook page. Also just Pennycam Films, P-E-N-I-K-A-M, F-I-L-M-S. Yeah, we got it. Yeah. Okay. And we, we've we started working with this artist, L25. We have a big when, things are coming up. Okay. Well, when will we know about them, do you think? Well, it'll be near <laughs> October. Uh -huh, okay. October, November. We'll be releasing our big grand, I guess, music video and nice. music and just all this collaboration from the community. So when you have some downtime and you're not running around doing filmmaking stuff and, and working with your company there, what is it you like to do for fun? Uh, I like to, I guess, learn new things. Okay. Well, I mean, you, started yeah. learning Hindi and Hindi. playing the guitar. You're playing the guitar now? Uh, yeah, I just started doing that last Three, four months. Getting pretty. <laughs> Is it okay. going okay? Yeah, it's okay. I wouldn't say I can play a song for you now, but yeah. I'm, I'm learning the chords. and. Yeah. You could come in here and jam with Pat Gray sometime, huh? Yeah, I could. <laughs> okay, very good. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. But, so, but you also like to paint, right? Oh, yeah, I paint all the time. Is that work online anywhere? Anywhere people can watch, can check it out? Um, I, I paint to de-stress i don't really yeah. put the work online I understand. it's I understand. on pinterest but you don't <laughs> don't have to follow me i kind of sell my work on etsy sometimes oh really but um just it, as paintings right yeah just as paintings um but that's it's just a side of me that i'm just it's not for anyone it's just i'm just keep doing it okay <laughs> very good very good what kind yeah. of music do you listen to honestly like to i listen to all kinds of music but nowadays since it's been really crazy i've been listening to pop music and like like pop music from like the 90s and like you know pop music from the you know 2000 i mean the 90s is the best decade for music yeah. i've said it many many times and i will die on that hill and yeah exactly who so, are some of your favorite bands my favorite so currently like 
as a kid, I grew up with like Green Day, Fall Out Boy, The Script. And in times like this, I'm just listening to all these bands from my like middle school days. <laughs> and TikTok is crazy because it's all these new little kids like taking over. And I'm like, no, what about like, you know, Soldier Boy and, you know, all the, <laughs> all all right. the you know, songs so I grew up with. So you're 22 years old. Yeah. And the state of social media makes you feel old. Yeah, like I just got TikTok and I'm like, what is this? I'm not doing it right. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm getting like views and stuff. I but refuse it's to have weird. that app on my phone. Not, I, yeah. not doing TikTok. No. Um, uh, plus, you know, China will track you through it. So I Everything is trackable. Uh, that's I that's a good point. Yeah, that's take a fair all point. all my stuff. I don't care. Just, yeah. I'm not going to put my bank accounts online. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Now, I, this is this is the point of the podcast where it's kind of kind of tragic that it's only audio because this hidden talent that you have where you can move one pupil and not the other that is uh can you uh, at least at least for my benefit can I, can i see that real okay, quick okay okay just like look up All like right. i oh that's good yeah that's fun that's good that's fun. i can do some other things with my eyes but uh-huh. yeah, let's let's not go there <laughs> okay so your earliest memory is playing cricket right in the house in the house how do you play cricket in the house? I mean, first of all, your dad sounds super cool because he was playing with you, right? Yeah. So I, me and my dad are kind of like really close. Okay. Yeah. Like me and my dad and my brother, we all three were just kind of, we always play and make my mom angry, basically. <laughs> we're like kids in the house. I think dads can relate. They're always the fun person. Sorry, mom. Yeah. But we, we would, we have a high ceiling. Oh. And we have like a like a chandelier, like a small chandelier in the middle of the high oh, ceiling. Oh no! So occasionally we would hit it, and my dad would just be like, "Oh God, okay, let me just grab the ladder. We'll fix it. Mom won't notice, and we'll just keep playing." Oh, what? With an actual cricket ball and bat and everything? We use uh, tennis balls. Okay, but still, yeah, this can do but damage. It's, it's, yeah, there was some damage. Um, it was crazy. I don't know the rules to cricket. See, okay, till this I'm glad day. you say this. I'm glad you say this because I know it's it's big in so many parts of the world. When I lived and worked up in New York and New Jersey, I worked with a guy from New Zealand. Mm -hmm. And he would tell me about these cricket matches that would last for multiple days, which is insane to me. So... So I I was fascinated by it. Just just a little bit that I'd been exposed to it and in talking with this individual. One day I was driving in New Jersey and a bunch of guys were in this big empty parking lot playing cricket yeah i sat there i watched i observed i said today is the day i had nowhere to be it was it it was perfect scenario for me to sit there absorb this sport and learn it i could not follow it at all and you're telling me that this is something you've tried to learn as well and it just it just doesn't click with me help me understand this it's because i'm not gonna lie i think it's just we're just it's the american in us we just don't want, we don't understand things and we don't put enough effort. Like the metric system, I'm like, right. I don't want to learn that. I'm, no, uh, I'm sure it's easier, but I don't care. Yeah, I'm like, not learning. I, okay, maybe, like my cousin will try to explain it to me. I'll just walk <laughs> off. I could potentially learn cricket, mm-hmm. but I just have fun hitting the ball. Right, that's, all that's I what I want to ask do. you. Does your catch, dad know the rules or does he just want to break chandeliers? No, no, he knows the rules. Well, he's got to teach both of us. Have him come up here and do like a <laughs> seminar for us. He's a really bad teacher. But so. we've got <laughs> we've got room out here for cricket in the middle of the studios. Yeah. You can make this happen. He'll huh? just try to make it fun for us. So he probably won't teach us. 
<laughs> so we we will both we'll have fun though, but we won't learn. <laughs> uh huh. All right. Well, very well, very well. Yeah. So your dad, you talked about him. That's one of your earliest memories. There is playing yeah. cricket and breaking things in the house. He's had a big impact on you in your life. How you're close. Yeah, yeah, very close. Um, it's crazy. I, I could stay up until 4 a.m. Anytime, even if he has work the next day or I have work the mm. next day, we make time to talk. That's and great. really, really, you know, even opening a company, he had full confidence in me. That's it awesome. was, it's really like I mean, being important. a filmmaker or anything, you're just, you want some support. And having parents, you know, right there and then is just so powerful. You have an embarrassing moment in your life. Do you remember what you put on the email? Gosh, I, I'm not going to lie, Keith. I have embarrassing moments every day. I like <laughs> ran into the wall coming here. Oh, wait a minute. No, that's that's what I do. I injure myself just by walking down the hallway. Oh, no. And that heavy-ass door we have up there, like I get stuck. The guard watches me struggle every day. Okay, time out, time out, time out. Let, let's, 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 let's paint this picture for everyone listening. Here at the studios, here at the Blaze TV and Radio Studios, <laughs> There is a heavy glass door that exits the building. And I'm telling you, it's not just you. In fact, I ask that guard every so often as I'm struggling with that door. I say, am I the only person that struggles with yes. this door? He's like, no. Nah. I'm like yelling Oh, I do too. Oh, my gosh. I have <laughs> dropped some bombs on that door before. Because, you see, there used to be two sets of doors there. I don't know if you recall this, but there was a set of doors that just led yeah. to that little exit area. Now, when there were two sets of doors, they just smoothly went floom, floom, and you were on your way. They removed the the one set of doors for construction and stuff like that. And now there's just the one set of doors to exit the building. And that door refuses to open. And you'll wave your hand up there and try yeah. to make the red light turn green. And then it'll turn green. And you'll be like, oh, good. It's time to go. And you'll push against the door. And I said, ha, 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 ha. Just kidding. <laughs> not happening, bro. So I'm no offense. I'm glad to know it's not just me who stands oh. there for an extra 10 seconds arguing with this door to just please <laughs> let me free. Let me be free. But have you, I have some bad news for us. Oh, no. What? So I saw Hillary in heels just casually just opened the door like it was just like a piece of paper and she just went through and she had like all this stuff in her hands and she opened the door and I'm here like okay seriously. spending 10 minutes trying to open seriously, that door <laughs> that door has chosen sides yeah and we are on the bad side I agree <laughs> I thought I was the only one yeah. and I thought he was just being nice when he when the guard said ah there's a few others well ta-da I am definitely a big one he helps okay. me every time <laughs> in fact I'm not kidding you it was just yesterday that I threatened, I said, and I looked at the guard and I said, next time this door treats me like this, I'm going to break it and I'm not going to have to worry if it wants to open or close for me. Just shatter the glass everywhere. <laughs> it is a nice, okay, enough on the yeah, door, I heavy, guess, but yeah. it is a, all right. When, when is the last time you tried something for the first time? Hmm? So last week I took an archery class. Nice. Yeah. Was, I need to do that. It's, it's good on the arms. Yeah, see, there was a time when I actually could shoot a bow and arrow, but then Pat and I tried it uh, for some goofy little internet YouTube video that's out there, and we both look like idiots trying to do it, you know? Like, I don't know if we had it backwards or something. You go to YouTube, look for Pat Gray archery, I'm sure something will come up. 
I mean, he hurt himself doing that. Have you injured yourself uh, doing it, or, or you I got have, a good teachers? Thank God no <laughs> one was there because I hit it all at other people's targets. No, no, no. I hit like one bullseye, which was crazy, and all the other ones were at other people's target. So like Juan would have his share of targets, and then I would have mine all on his. <laughs> and I was intentionally aiming for mine. So no, I suck at it. I need to get better. <laughs> Is it just the one time or are you going to keep going until you get better and better or what? I, I don't know, but right. I just hate Which, losing in general. Okay. So. <laughs> well, it sounds like you like to try new things, right? Yeah, yeah. And like you said, you're competitive, right? A good amount. Okay, well, how many siblings do you have? I have one younger brother. Okay, do you guys compete? How, how much younger is he? Oh, gosh, he's two years younger, but he's oh, like no. the talented one. Oh no! Like but, at what? In a, not a bad or? way. No, and like he's he's an actor. Okay. So he went to New York to study acting. Okay. His name is Treyance Shaw, and he he was as a kid he was a professional dancer. Oh. He was competing, you know, very competitive, and he just knew his talent, and he was so good at you know whatever he touches, he's so good at it, and I felt like I at least. You know, instruments and like dancing wise, I always struggled more. So I was always, you know, not letting him know, but trying to keep up to my younger brother. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. For parents, you know, approval. You know, it was just so messed up right. as, as kids. Does it does it last till today? No, he's actually a manager for my company and we oh. work side by side. Oh, that's great. All every day. A lot of things you want to do throughout your life. One of them is get to the uh, Galapagos Islands. Uh, I've heard that there's, and I think, uh, I don't want to make assumptions here, but I've heard there's a lot of fascinating creatures there. Is that what is drawing you there? Yes, and actually the creatures haven't had that much human contact. Right. So they're not afraid of people. So if you go to, it's almost like going to another planet. Yeah. If you hit, hit some other areas of the um, island, and the animals will approach you because they're curious to know what you are. They're <laughs> not afraid of you because they've never been hunted. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I I really, really want to see the Galapagos turtles, you know, just the wildlife because it's so unique because it only exists there. How expensive is it to get down there? Okay. So National Geographic. <laughs> oh, you looked this trip, up? So I wanted to go as a National Geographic explorer mm-hmm. as a kid and it cost like $7,000. It was like a two-month program, mm. but $7,000. Well, I mean... Are they paying for everything once you get there, like food and yeah, housing Yeah, I think and stuff? they're paying for everything. I think, yeah. Mm. Okay. But you know, I travel a lot, so I travel. I've traveled to Europe. Oh yeah, where else you go? Uh, I took a, I took a whole tour. So I went from like England to you know took that underwater train, France, yeah. Italy, <laughs> just kind of hopped around. Okay, very cool. Did you like Europe? Yeah, I love traveling. But I love it. You still think that seeing those crazy animals would be more fun, right? You want when you see everything. You want to just see something you haven't seen. Mm-hmm. And I love Europe. Like Switzerland's beautiful. Everything is good. But I just feel like the Galapagos. No one goes there. Right. And I want to go. No, there. that that's true. Yeah, like you just want to conquer something. Or you want to really sure. go somewhere Con- unclaimed. Conquer a goal. Yeah. Yeah, unclaimed. You you want to go to Iceland, which is a goal of mine as well. Oh, you wow. want yeah. See what well, I want. I just want to go to like the breweries and stuff like that. You want to see the uh, the Northern Lights up there. Yeah, that, that's a yeah. good idea. Yeah. That, yeah. That'd be fun, too. Which would you choose, Iceland or Galapagos? Galapagos is the top. That is yeah. the goal goal since I was like 
Well, the goal goal was Africa, but I went there. So the next goal is Galapagos. I mean, your goals are all over the planet, you know? Yeah, we, they we've, are. we've got Ecuador here. We've got Iceland. We've also got the cherry blossoms in Japan that you want to go see. And deep sea diving, Great Barrier Reef in Australia. Yeah. you got a lot of uh, bucket list, geographically <laughs> diverse goals here. Yeah. Yeah. Good so luck. I'm, I'm trying to take um, deep sea diving classes. Uh, with COVID, that kind of changed. So I'm going to push that to next year. But I want to learn so that the next three, four years I can go. Good luck. Take a, <laughs> take a camera. Got to take a camera, right? Oh, obviously. And turn it into some sort of film or whatever. Yeah, I always gear up. <laughs> and, and in case you missed the name of Pre's company, it's Pennycam Films, P-E-N-I-K-A-M Films. And that's on Instagram. Where else are you with that? Facebook. Facebook. We're, we haven't really started on YouTube, but we have okay. we send files and stuff. And mm -hmm. we have our website, pennycamfilms.com. Very good. Yeah. Anything else people need to know about you here? Because we've covered a lot of ground uh, in a short amount of time. Anything else you want to throw out there? Yeah, nothing crazy. Just if you all, anyone has a dream out there, whether it's small or big, you know, be patient with it, but never give up on that gut feeling. I like it. I mean, I don't know where I'm going to be in one year, right. but hopefully I'm up somewhere. You know, it's better than me not giving it a shot. Well, and stop right now here and, and take the COVID stuff out of this. Okay. Because nobody could have predicted that, but think of you a year ago, right? what you were doing, whatever you were up to, how much has changed in that year? That How much life have you lived? Because think about this. You weren't associated with the blaze a year ago. You have already, and I don't mean this in a negative way, you've already come, made your mark, and moved on to something else. I mean, yeah. you, and, and you can accomplish so much in that short period of time. It's fascinating how quickly life can change, and now you're running a company Kudos to you. I really hope this venture works out for you. I mean, it's just whatever life gives you, you problem solve and turn it into an opportunity. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. A, that's a great way to look at it. Yeah. All right. Well, you and I need to figure out somehow we have to commit to learning cricket. I just want to be able to watch it uh, and know what's yeah. going on. Okay. <laughs> I have cricket gear. You have cricket gear and you don't even know how to play it? Well, I, I play like every other weekend with my dad now with COVID. Okay. <laughs> so, so but you don't know what you're doing though necessarily. We're in the backyard now. <laughs> yeah, but you but you still don't know the rules, correct? You just no. hit the ball. I swear, everyone's taking advantage of me because I don't know the rules, <laughs> but I still manage to somehow like win ish. Right. So listen, listen, <laughs> we will learn, and then uh, so they won't know that you're learning on the sly. And yeah. Then you will go and you will call them on their cheating. Okay. But you know, there's some beauty of not knowing stuff and okay. winning. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, good luck with that. All righty. Thank you so much. Um, Priyanka Shaw, pennycamfilms.com, P-E-N-I-K-M, films.com. Thanks for joining me. Thank you, Keith, for having me. It was a pleasure. It was so much fun. And now we get to the next member of the Pat Gray Unleashed team over at The Blaze, Daniel Bowling. Daniel originally went to college to study how to design video games. I'm not a big gamer whatsoever, but that is something that I am fascinated by. The ability to design those games. He's also a big fan of C.S. Lewis. He's had a terrifying run-in with a spider. Of course, aren't all run-ins with spiders terrifying? And Daniel finds himself surrounded by cats every day. <laughs> lots and lots of cats. 
here's Daniel Bowling, my next guest on At The Mic. Daniel, I don't know how to properly introduce you because I don't know what title you hold here at The Blaze. You are instrumental in bringing the Pat Gray Unleashed show to his audience. So have they ever told you what your title is here? Uh, Duke, I think. Duke? The, yeah. <laughs> Duke of the show? Okay, because see, what Daniel does is he has to deal with, I don't know, some weekends, maybe it's 30 emails for me. Is that, is that about right? Yeah. About 30? Yeah. Three somewhere, dozen or so. Somewhere yeah. in there. And so what I'm constantly doing over the course of, so when the show ends uh, in the morning until the next show begins, I am bombarding Daniel with email after email with videos that maybe you tag me on Twitter at Keith Malinak or, uh, or I see on the internet on news sites or I just run across on my own searching through social media and then I send those to Daniel. And then Daniel gets to pull those videos for Pat to use on his show. So yep. I don't want to make any assumptions here, but... I, Surely, I am. Uh, my name is the most frequent one that shows up in your inbox. Probably, yeah. Probably. And most of those videos <laughs> have to be bleeped and edited <laughs> and know. go in and listen to all of the background noise <laughs> and cut stuff out. Yeah, yeah. So I just call Daniel the video puller. Uh, that's, uh, that's a very important job bringing you all of the visual elements to the show. Pat Gray Unleashed. So you were born here locally in the Dallas metro area and a place mm -hmm. called Mesquite, Texas, right? Yep. Born yeah. in Mesquite. Uh, been there pretty much my whole life. Wow. That's yep. a, that's great. I mean, did you ever think, man, I should just, I should try to see what else is out in the world or do you just love it here? Both. Uh, I wouldn't mind going somewhere else. I looked at, when I was looking for colleges, I was looking at different places and ended mm -hmm. up settling on UTD. Oh, okay. uh, so even that was in state, but it wasn't like intentional. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, as it stands right now, I plan on staying in Texas for the time being. All right. So what major uh, did you have there in college? Emerging Media and Communications. That's what they're calling it now. Yep. Emerging Media and Communications. So what, what all is involved there? I mean, is it uh, like when I was in school, way back in the day, last century, as a matter of fact, it was radio and TV. I'm sure there's a lot of internet elements uh, nowadays, because how old are you? At 28. 28. So... Your college experience was relatively recent. Mm -hmm. What all did they have y'all focusing on as part of your education? Uh, about half of it was useless internet philosophy classes. <laughs> what? Uh, but there was a lot of really good stuff. Um, took a lot of uh, audio engineering, mm -hmm. video editing. Uh, originally, actually, I went there to do video game design. Oh, wow. Uh, so took some 3D modeling classes and basic programming stuff. Uh, and then after about a year, year and a half, I decided... This is really fun, but I want to do it as a hobby, not like I, I don't want to do a career uh -huh. doing this. Um, so I switched over to just digital communications, basically, um, and started taking a lot more film stuff. Actually, mm -hmm. it was uh, probably my senior year when I decided I like video editing. Mm, I and see. so it wasn't even until then that I really decided kind of what I wanted to do. Okay. Um, but yeah, it took a lot of video and uh, audio classes. So if you could design a video game, what kind of video game would you design? Uh, lately, I've been interested in a lot of fighter games mm -hmm. um, because it, when you start breaking down 
some of the attacks like it's weird how complex it can I get bet, really i can't quickly. imagine because they have to line up mm-hmm. perfectly the pixels and everything and you've got different uh different frame rates uh for like let's oh, say this attack yeah. is going to last 12 frames oh. and trying to factor that in into the math of how much damage it's going to do for uh-huh. a 12 frame attack and then balance that with other characters and maybe have a 15 frame attack so it does a little bit more damage but this one has a six frame attack and, uh. and so it <laughs> it gets really interesting when you start looking at it from the mechanics yeah, standpoint and trying to balance it between characters. Um, so I don't know that that would probably be I have a lot of fun looking at that. So so when you set out to design a video game, is that all done like say at a laptop and you're just typing in codes or or what else is involved in that process? To, to make it understandable for us uh, simpletons. Most everything, yeah, is going to be done at a computer. It just, um, is it line code? Uh, mm-hmm. No, the, you've got 3D animators and artists, so the same... Uh, it's really nothing same like tools. it was when I was a kid, right? Because I mm-hmm. just imagine someone just with a bunch of uh, ones and zeros or something typing out commands and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But you're saying now it's a much more um, uh, visually appealing setup as you're designing, huh? Yeah, it's uh, almost a lot like sculpting, but uh-huh. digitally. Mm-hmm. And so you you click and drag, you know, wow. the points on an object, uh, create a three D model. Then someone else comes in and makes that model move, and then you have a programmer come in and tell it when to move based off of certain factors. So how much, how different, how different is the process of designing a video game for like a gaming console mm-hmm. or gaming platform, and designing an app for a phone? Not different. Not different, huh? Uh, the only difference would be an app probably wouldn't have uh, 3D. It'd just be 2D stuff. Uh-huh. So, uh, so, so, but a lot of the same principles are going to be transferable. And even we use the same principles uh, as like Hollywood would for movies. Mm-hmm. Um, really the same principle, just different programming and different engines and stuff like that. So if someone came to you right now and said, design me a video game or design me an app, this is something that you think you could pull off? No. No, Okay. Because no, Keith, I bailed for video editing yep. halfway through. Yeah, okay. I, I, I could do basic programming, <laughs> but I would not. I wouldn't trust myself with it. I understand. So when you were born and raised here, you have uh, you have a sister. Yes. And how old is she compared to you? Three years younger, twenty-five. Okay, so so close in age. Then mm-hmm. you guys grew up together. Yeah. Were you close? Or are you completely different people? In college, we got closer. Oh, good. That's so, good. Uh, at this point, it it's so weird. Her husband. Compared to her previous boyfriends, oh no! I actually oh, no. really like this guy. That's good. And so it's it surprised me and all of us that like, hey, this guy's actually terrific. <laughs> and so me and him actually hang out sometimes. Oh, that's good. That's really so great. weird, but yeah, okay. it worked out. So then she's still around here too, as well. Yeah. Then. Okay. She's great. in the mosquito area as well. And you didn't think that you would be doing the job that you're doing today, video editing. You know, you you got a love for that during college. Mm-hmm. What are some things you did? Because you've been here at the Blaze for, I don't know, less than a year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sometime January. So what were you doing between uh, college and now? Bounced around with a couple of just short little mm-hmm. audio or video gigs. And then I worked at a church doing their audio video stuff for about a year. Mm-hmm. And that was really cool because it was not planned or expected at all. Same actually with working here. Um, so I was praying uh, for, I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. And uh, praying a whole lot about, you know, hey, God, where do you want me to go? What This is what I want to do. Uh, is this in line with your will and everything? And through a series of weird events oh, yeah? that are completely out of my control, <laughs> I was forced to move back to Mesquite. Oh. And within that week, my sister calls me up and says, hey, I met someone at a party. They work at a church. They're looking for an audio video guy. All right. 
right. I was like, okay, <laughs> sounds good to me. And uh, so kind of similar uh, getting the job here where it just could not get job after job yeah. and then things it, happen. It's amazing. And maybe it seems amazing at the time, but it will seem even more amazing later on when you take a step back and you just see the arc of everything and, and how all the dominoes fell into place throughout your life. So wait, so how did you get from the video editing at the church job to here then? Uh, it was a it was a temporary position. Uh, I finished oh. that. So it was just more of like a internship type thing. Um, and so I finished that and spent a month basically just applying everywhere and ended up running into just online one of the, uh, uh, I think, HR guys that work here. And I just sent him a message for fun of it, see what would happen. And he's like, hey, that's perfect timing. I am just now taking the uh, applications boom, um, over to whoever. And so he pulled mine. And next thing I know, I'm talking to Sarah and working here. That's great. So you live among cats. Yes. And as someone who has lived among cats before. Too many. Right. Our high watermark for a very short period of time when Carrie and I lived in Houston, we had four cats. And oh boy. What a treat that was, especially when we had a newborn uh, entered into the mix. Um, just in case you're keeping count at home, uh, we're at zero cats uh, present. But you have four cats as well right now. Yep. Uh, what What does that say about you, Daniel? Okay. That we are too caring uh, to turn <laughs> yeah. things yeah. away. That's kind of what happened to us. Uh, two of our four were just like, just strays that wandered up and chose us. And Is that what happened with you guys? Yeah, they all appeared uh, you know somewhere the latest one munchkin um we found her actually yeah. in a storm drain oh my goodness so that one was probably the most like rescued and then uh sassy like someone had and then had to get rid of and so it ended up at our house uh-huh. and, so yeah i think it just kind of escalates um dexter and gidget as well yep so you is there a lot of um well i know i know there is i know the answer to this uh hairballs all over your house Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's under the beds. Horrible. Oh, yeah, on your clothes. You wake up in the middle of the night to that sound. Oh. It's like, I know what's happening. I yeah, don't. Yep, the hairball time. Hair, yep. hair, yeah, there's a great bit on YouTube that uh, if you look for it... Uh, I don't know if I want to look for it. Yeah, you want to look for it. <laughs> it's um, it's Jeff Foxworthy. Oh, he's funny. Oh, yeah. And there's this uh, one little thing where he talks about uh, mm-hmm. waking up in the middle of the night to that sound of the <laughs> hairball in progress and and stumbling around in the dark in, in the fun way you find him. But uh, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, I just, man, cats, dude. They, I, I grew up with cats. I mean, from literally age five until age 40, I had cats. And there was one that really stands out. It was the last cat we had, Gertrude, and she died here in Dallas. I mean, she lived with us, you know what, Nebraska, Georgia, Houston, Omaha, Charleston, New York, New Jersey, and now Dallas, and uh, this is where she passed, but the smartest creature. I mean, we'd play fetch and all this stuff, but be honest, and, and, and Gert was no exception. The attitude, man. You got to deal with that attitude. You have it. Times four. How, how, how do you manage all those personalities in the house? Uh... Two of them never come upstairs, <laughs> so that helps kind of divide them. Okay, I got you. Uh, <laughs> All right. Helps a lot. Yeah, you play the trumpet? Uh, yeah. Wow. It's, How long have uh, you been doing that? Unfortunately, it's been a year or two since I've played. Um, you graduate, and then it's uh, you don't really have a band to play in. It's less interesting playing by yourself. Oh, okay. um, 
Uh, and so, but yeah, I played uh, from middle school through sometime a little bit after college. And you have um, one. You have a trumpet. Yeah. Then. yeah. Okay. I'd maybe bring it up here sometime. Somewhere between ten and fifteen years. Uh-huh, and, yeah. Uh huh. It's uh, I really I really love it. Trumpet's fun. You need to bring it up here. We want to hear you play the trumpet. <laughs> be, uh, try to coordinate with Pat. I want to hear a guitar. I want to hear an electric guitar and a trumpet. Jam. I don't know how I'll oh, sound after a few see, years. See, look at that. See, and I got the playing. egg shaker, and I got the tambourine, and we'll mix in the trumpet and the electric guitar, and we'll have fun. I'm done. Sound good? Okay, Sounds cool. Good. All right, looking forward to that one. Okay, I don't like your earliest memory because... Oh, that's a scary one. I don't, I don't like anything that has to deal with spiders. And uh, this earliest memory of a giant spider on the screen door falling on you. Okay, tell the story, but <laughs> as quickly and detail-free as you can, please. Since I was so small, <laughs> I don't know actually how giant it really was. It may have just appeared that <laughs> Trust way. Trust me, man. I like to hope that it was actually small. No, as, as a guy who's terrified but... <laughs> of spiders, every spider is the size of a fist. All right, I'm there with you. But yeah, it's, I don't know. I was outside playing mm. and wanted to go inside. And I run up to the screen door, and my mom's telling me get away from the screen door. Mm. And she's uh, at about the same time she's you know knocking it off, and it falls backwards. It lets go, and it I don't it didn't land on me, but it was close enough. There's like this giant spider coming towards me, so it was kind of scary. Yeah. And so, are you terrified of spiders? And does it go back to that? I am. It's gotten <laughs> a little better. Uh -huh. um, Do you think it started there? I think it started there, yeah. <laughs> but you've also been within 20 feet of a wild bear. How did that happen? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I was in the Boy Scouts of America, and it, we were just out camping. Uh, and I think it was not in Canada, but it was somewhere up in the border, mm -hmm. um, somewhere around there, and we were coming back to our campsite. And, of course, it's the farthest campsite, you know, from the road. Oh, first went out there, yeah. and uh, we walk into the campsite, and all of a sudden, like, one of the kids is just kind of staring. And I turn around, it's like, what's going on? There's a... A black bear. Oh my goodness! Just standing there, and uh, I mean, how old were you? Not that uh, it matters. I don't. I don't think it matters what age you are. If 16, you come face to face with a, a bear in the wild, <laughs> it's never a good moment that you can nope. handle on your own here. So what happened? But, uh, I think I was sixteen. Um, and well, it was just five or six of us in a group, so uh -huh. it weren't as you know terrified of it. You know, probably reaching for my pocket knife, but. It, you know, it, it did a double take. It looked at us, politely walked away, and then looked back uh, and then went on about its business. And we're all just standing there like, uh, what do we do? Was this the beginning of the camping trip? Uh, no, I, it was, I think it was at the end. Okay, that's was, good. We did a little excursion and then we came back. Okay. Um, I would have never been able to fall asleep again <laughs> uh, during that trip if I knew there was a bear right there. No, but it was, uh, I don't know, it, it worked out. I, I enjoyed the experience despite the fact that it was... A little scary, yeah. but I mean, it. We didn't feel threatened. It was not a threatening encounter. The bear just looked at us and then went about its business. So okay, well, worked out. Good. All right, good. So, who in your life has had the biggest impact on you, Mr. Daniel? Probably one of the guys at, at uh, a church I used to go to is the youth leader there, helping him. So I was helping lead the the, the youth department uh, just as a volunteer. The dude is just an awesome leader and father. And what's his name? Mark Hoffman. Okay. And he's just a great guy. That's good. And That's so good was, to have experiences with people in your life that are just great people, yeah, you know? Yeah, I, I was just really, you know, learned a lot from him just about life and great role model. So I really enjoyed uh, time there, kind of probably great. two or three years mm -hmm. uh, serving with him there. That's great. And you also mentioned C.S. Lewis, who is an incredible author. Oh, yeah. So 
Uh, what are some some of your favorite stuff from C.S. Lewis? I really enjoy the screw tape letters. I was just about to say, what, yep. what book is it going to be? Yeah. It's it's a mixture of like philosophy mm-hmm. and theology, but also just it's a really good. I, I love the way that Lewis is even in other works able to take really complicated ideas, yeah, create a manif- a metaphor or you know symbolic story that explains those complicated ideas in a really understandable way. Hmm. Uh, so it's just, that's kind of awesome. what Jesus did too. Yeah. <laughs> So, your most embarrassing moment. Oh. What's the longest so, delayed reaction of all time is what he wrote I'm in the email. I'm pretty that? sure that, that, that I have an unofficial world record for the longest delayed reaction. <laughs> so, I heard a joke when I was a kid. Um, I, I think my dad told it or something. And I was young enough that it, it's one of those jokes that it's not even funny, but it's a multi-layered <laughs> joke. Okay. And I understood the first layer. I didn't understand the second layer. And so as a kid, you know, I hear a funny joke, haha, I laugh, I go repeat it to other people. They laugh. They probably don't even get it. And then I run out of people to tell. And so I move on to the next joke. Okay. And I forget about it for years. <laughs> and then senior year of high school, <laughs> oh no. I'm driving down the road and the joke pops into my head. Oh no. And I it just you finally a, you finally hear it. You finally get it. Yeah, just a subtle laugh. And then I realized what happened, that it's probably been over 10 years since I have heard that joke, and I didn't get it the first time I heard it. Uh-huh. And then for some and reason... And so now I get in, it. And nothing triggered it? It just popped in your head? I, do, I don't know what train of events <laughs> led to me remembering this joke, but it took over 10 years because wow. <laughs> I totally forgot it existed. Uh-huh. Uh, can you, so, do you remember yeah. the joke? You're going to leave us hanging here. What do, you, uh, what do you get if you cross an elephant with a rhino? I don't know. What do you get? Elephino. And it only took you a decade. To... Oh, I didn't. I'd never heard the phrase before. That's good. I was like young. Okay. Oh, okay. That makes sense now. I got you now. Yeah. It's hard for me to put myself in that kind of mindset. I understand. That's it's not, good. It's not funny enough, but if you build it up with a story, <laughs> uh, it gets a no, little no, bit that, of... No, no. No, it was good. That, no, that was a good one. Okay. So what's something you want to accomplish in your lifetime? I think it'd be really fun to direct a movie at some point. Yeah. I mean, do you have any ideas of, of some stories that you would want to share? Are you afraid somebody mm-hmm. might rip them off? At the end of the day, what I would want to do is, without being disrespectful, produce a quality Christian movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some out there. I was going to say, but th- at least th- nowadays, there are actually some. There there are some. And there, there are some that I've I've uh, watched that I really enjoyed. But I know that what there's also a lot. What are some of your favorite Christian themed movies that are, are out there. So if you want to get technical, Tolkien was a Christian and yeah. wrote Lord of the Rings sure. to be a Christian allegory, even though most people don't know that. So Correct. Lord of the Rings would probably be it. Correct. Yeah. Um, I actually really liked the the case for Christ. I thought it was done very well. Mm-hmm. Just cinematically, it was a well-done movie. Uh, there was a line or two that I thought was kind of cheesy, but other than that, <laughs> it, was, like, it was well done compared mm-hmm. to some of the others. Okay, so let's see here. I'm looking over this list here. Mm-hmm. And what was the last time you tried something new for the first time? And it was running the radio board, <laughs> Martin's board, yep. for Pat Gray Unleashed, the show that I produce uh, on the Blaze Network. How was that, man? How how? Because you've been <laughs> there a few times. Uh, it seems like you've been doing well, right? Uh, I hope I have. It's intimidating. Nothing uh, has crashed and burned, so that's no. a positive. No. So what's more intimidating, the video pulling mm-hmm. or running the live board? Uh, live board. So if I make a, a mistake, it goes live, and then yeah. Pat sits here and says, "Anytime now." Well, not those words, but like, and then it went something like this, 
and he says that about three times. <laughs> well, yeah, but at the same time, I can see why running the board yeah. is a nightmare. Mm-hmm. We all have lived it in our broadcasting careers. But I think that I would hate pulling the video, not, not, not because it's video instead of audio, but I think mm-hmm. I would be more intimidated by pulling the video because you're trying to get all this stuff done in a hurry before the show in the morning and it's you know it's early enough as it is mm-hmm. and you're like man do i need to get in earlier because i got all this stuff that keith's been emailing me and so i would be that's just me uh, just the pressure of trying to pull all I that do, video on time i do get to sleep in an extra hour when i'm doing soundboard see there's that too uh, but no you've done a great job at, mm-hmm. at both things so uh and uh with the up. video that there is something with the video because if you miss a uh, a bleep uh that's a little <laughs> uh terrifying mm-hmm. yeah well we take care of that in post-production but hey mm-hmm. if you if you watch the pat gray on Lee show live sometimes you get a easter egg in the <laughs> form of a four-letter word i ask do you have a bucket list mm-hmm. and you say movies what does that mean? The, to make movies? No, yeah, that's... Okay, like, okay. I, just making sure it's the same thing from earlier. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I mean, to be you know, be realistic about it, like, I know it's in the distant future, working my way towards there. That would be awesome someday to be able to do. Um, so you, I want to be realistic about it, but also that's just... I enjoy telling stories, and so, like, I play... Uh, this might be my most embarrassing thing. I play Dungeons & Dragons. <laughs> and so the, part of the reason I do is because you get to tell... I get to tell some of my stories that are in my head. How does that work? What do you mean? It's uh, basically... I'm, I'm, I'm literally... I have heard the phrase Dungeons uh-huh. and Dragons. I know all the stereotypical jokes and all the people that kind... You know, the, the kinds of people that mm-hmm. play it or whatever. But I have never taken five seconds to really understand... There was a story recently where Dungeons and Dragons, I think, was changing some characters. Okay? For, mm-hmm. for one reason or another. And... Only then did I begin to realize that I guess certain cards, certain characters can uh, beat other characters or something like that. Is that, is mm-hmm. that, do I have any understand, any grasp on this whatsoever? Kind of. There, I mean, there are characters you can choose from, mm-hmm. uh, and then you, you know, progress, you level up, and they get new abilities or new attacks or new spells every time you level up. Um, and so, yeah, when they mess with the, like when they came out with 5e, which is the latest version, uh, uh-huh. to my knowledge at least, uh, you know, they, they changed some of the mechanics, so maybe right. this character doesn't get this spell until this level, but oh, okay. things like that. Has there ever been a Dungeons & Dragons themed movie? I think so. Okay. Um, well, if you think so, then it probably wasn't that good if it does exist, but maybe that's, maybe that's what you do, man. You make a, du- I'm giving you your life goal now. It's a Dungeons and Dragons movie. They, I know that there are some that exist, but oh, they were not done. They're probably well. done in a basement, right? Um, I mean, if you, so if you want to get technical, once again, Tolkien, Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. Dungeons and Dragons was loosely based off of Lord of the Rings. Oh, was it really? Yep, uh, to my knowledge. Wow. Um, and then, like, to my knowledge, most of the modern idea of fantasy with you know elf, dwarves, all that stuff came from Tolkien's idea, and so Lord of the Rings. Or uh, Dungeons and Dragons definitely kind of pulls from that. Okay, so get yeah, they this. do their own thing, but yeah, get this mm-hmm. Dungeons and Dragons. There was a movie back in the year two thousand. <laughs> uh, I don't know who rated this, but okay, out of thirty-one thousand votes at uh, IMDb, uh, it has a three point six out of ten rating. So there's definitely something out there uh, for you to make better. <laughs> But, get this, as I'm doing some quick on-the-fly research, 
-hmm. it would appear that there is a Dungeons and Dragons movie scheduled for release in the year 2022. Interesting. So, if that one also fails to live up to what you want to see on the big screen with Dungeons and Dragons, I implore you to uh, take it on yourself. Will you take that project on? Can you can you promise the at the mic audience right now that if that movie is no good in a couple of years from now, you will make a better version? Sort of. It would be a TV <laughs> show, not a, oh. a movie. It'd be oh, it'd be a cool. mini series that kind of builds. Like the, a, yeah, like the, a I mini? mean, I do have an idea that kind of fits with the D and D theme, and it it would be a probably one season. I was going to ask you, how many episodes roughly live in your head of this D&D themed TV Specific episodes, I don't know. It's more just an arc and then however many episodes that takes. But it'd be one arc. Well, good luck. I don't like the shows that just keep going and going and going. I'd rather you finish your arc and then say you're done. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are generally the best. Yeah. Kind of sucks when they're done, but I would (laughs) rather it be meaningful than... And go out on top as opposed to drag it out. Yep. To who knows how long, and then mm-hmm. you then you're constantly having to create a story to support the existence of the TV show, as opposed to here's the story, deal with it as it is. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That, that makes sense. Personally, I know everybody's gonna hate this, but I think Marvel should finish with Endgame because <laughs> it was such a yeah. a top. But it was well yeah. an Endgame, if yeah. you, if you will. Yeah. All right, very I'll good. I'll still go see the movies. There. I do want to give people your social media handle. Mm-hmm. So, so if you like to follow all of the team that is involved with Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze TV network, Daniel Bowling is one of them. Your Twitter handle—that's the only place you are, right? Twitter. Uh, Something I kind of Twitter and you to do. Facebook. I, I only have Twitter because <laughs> yeah. of uh, the show. Okay, yeah. So it's uh, at Daniel Bowling Son. Why? Why has it got the S O N on the end there? D A N I E L B O L I N G Son S O N. What? What's? Why not just Daniel Bowling? It, it's because Daniel Bowling already exists. Uh, there's another Daniel Bowling there's out an there. Imposter. That I I don't know. He's a folk singer or something. He's a folk I, he does singer? something with singing. Um, <laughs> and like all of my emails, there's all kinds of variations I've tried, and I can't get Daniel Bowling. Aww. So in high school or uh, college, at some point, somebody gave me the nickname Bowling Son. I, I from I think Karate Kid Danielson, and then the, okay. Whatever. I, things escalate. That makes sense now. Danielson. They yes. evolve over time. And so I, I decided to just start using bowling uh-huh. son since the, it's not taken. But the way you kind of uh, tossed that aside, the Danielson, uh, <laughs> it sounds like you haven't watched Karate Kid. Oh, I, I've seen it. Okay, seen, I'm yeah, making Danielson. sure. I'm making sure. I mean, it's a... I, I apologize. I have seen the show. It's a Movie. great flick. Movies. Yeah. Oh, there's three of them. Okay. Four of yeah. them. Oh, gosh. Is there a fifth now? I don't know. I don't know. Wasn't it a girl involved in one of them? Like she was the karate kid? I don't know. They've they've had too many. Jackie Chan was Mr. Miyagi at some point. Oh man, um, I definitely bailed on that uh, series that before was he came. One of the more recent ones. Let's uh, see here. So 1984 was when Karate Kid came out, mm-hmm. and then after that, it's kind of cool. They uh, started. They actually came back with this and did a uh, YouTube series uh, called Cobra Kai. I've seen season one. I haven't seen season two yet. I need to, but it's it's the same, you know, two original characters, um, Daniel, and then uh, I forget who his rival's name was. Um, but the the series is actually really good. Okay, like, I, I really enjoyed season one. I haven't seen season two, but I mean, is it as good as the Karate Kid Part Two, or Karate Kid Part Three, <laughs> or the next Karate Kid? Which 
starred Hilary Swank appearing as Mr. <laughs> Miyagi's new student, Julie Pierce. But you're right, they did mm -hmm. do a Karate Kid remake uh, along the lines in 2010, mm -hmm. which did, of course, star Jackie Chan. So, the, the series on James YouTube is definitely better than some of the later movies. Oh, Jaden so. Smith. Okay. Very good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All righty. Well, uh, thanks for spending time here. Daniel Bowling yep. son. No. Uh, at Daniel <laughs> Bowling son on Twitter. Uh, I'm going to call him the video puller for Pat Gray Unleashed <laughs> on the Blaze TV network. Thanks so much, man. Thanks for having me. This has been At The Mic with Keith, an independent podcast production. Look for At The Mic Show on Twitter to connect.